Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 794. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how. Let her know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. I've got, I'm continuing on in the book of Proverbs. I'm on chapter 13 now, verse 1. I've got songs and letters. Right now, I'm going to pray to the Lord, Father, and you can join me too. Father, Anoint this program, continue to anoint me, continue uh, opening people's hearts and souls and minds and their uh, spirits to receive the thing that uh, the words of power, the words of which are spirit and life to give them the power to walk one more day uh, and uh, at a time. This is what you said, we're to take it one day at a time because we don't know that we're going to be living past today. So today is the most important day in the world for everyone because we don't know that we're going to be around tomorrow. And Lord, uh, I pray that you will talk through me as you do uh, uh, all the time and give me the right words. Let them be your words and not mine at all. Rebuke Satan. Give no place to him whatsoever, Lord. And bless all the people that uh, are walking with you and in you, and you in them. Whatever their problems are, Lord, make them go away. And make all of our problems go away as well, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here's the Alamo Quintet to sing for you. I'm going to build the kingdom of heaven on that shore and here in this world. Well, I'm going to build right on that shore, right on that shore.
Praise the Lord. Here's uh, verse number one in chapter 13 of the book of Proverbs. Uh, a wise son hears his father's instruction. Uh, when he says he hears it, that means he receives it and does it. But a scorner uh, heareth not at all rebuke, won't hear it at all. When Christ dwells in the heart, the soul will be so filled with his love, his power, his, we'll put power first, his wishing, and love is first, all of it is uh, together, his zeal uh, with the joy of the communion with God, that it will cleave to him. Uh, you know, to talk to God the Father, if you're not uh, talking to him, that means you don't care two cents about him. You don't really believe that he exists. And uh, don't expect anything from God because by doubt you're damned. By faith you're saved. By doubt you're damned. And in the uh, contemplation of uh, himself, our selfishness or self-will will be forgotten. If you're selfish, you have self-will, it'll all be forgotten in him. In the contemplation of God, our selfishness, our self-will will be forgotten. It's swallowed up in love, the keeping of God's commandments. When you begin keeping God's commandments, well, uh, you're selfless now. You're not selfish any longer. And you're swallowed up, you're so busy doing God's work because there's so much of God's work that needs to be done in the world today. Christ will be the the uh, love to Christ, the love of God, the love of Christ will be the springboard of action. Those who feel the constraining love of God do not ask how a little they may be given to do to meet the requirements towards God. Well, what can I get by with today, Lord? No, they don't do that. And they don't at all ask for the lowest standard. What can I get by with, Lord? I just want to just make it. That's fine. But their aim is at uh, perfection. Perfect conformity to the will of the Redeemer. We must conform to the will of God. The will of the one that will redeem us if we will conform to him. If we don't conform to him, then we're, um, we're, we're of the world. We're not to be conforming to the world. We're to be transformed into him with all of our desire people that are of the lord will yield everything and manifest yield everything that they are and manifest an interest proportionately to the value of the object which they seek if you're seeking the lord then you will uh, give everything that you have to him. If you don't, if you don't think the word of God or that God or heaven is valuable 
or that the blessings of God are valuable, if that's not your object to serve him, then you're not going to seek for it or him. If you profess to be a Christian, a profess, uh, professing Christian, and you don't have the this deep love, the keeping of God's commandment, it is nothing zilch, nothing more than mere talk, dry formality, and heavy drudgery. Let's read verse 2. <clears throat> um, well, let's read verse 1 again. A wise son hears all these things that I'm saying, uh, this instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. It doesn't mean anything to him. God doesn't mean anything to him. Heaven doesn't mean anything to him. Jesus doesn't mean anything to him. The Word of God doesn't mean anything to him. The Holy Spirit doesn't mean anything to him. Verse 2. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. Well, that's really something. Everybody in the country is uh, transgressing law, God's law, and they are definitely eating violence. No one in the world that isn't saved, uh, they don't feel uh, any uh, peace at all. They're eating violence. They're afraid of the violence. Verse 3. He that keepeth his mouth uh, keepeth his life. Well, people say, you're using your mouth the wrong way, Tony, because you're you're making waves. You're, you're, you're uh, preaching the word of God and uh, that's wrong. But see, he that keepeth his mouth for the Lord keepeth his life. If you lose your life for Christ, if you lose your life by preaching the word, even though it makes waves, just like it did for Jesus, then you have preserved your eternal life. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. That's opening your lips, uh, everything that's contrary to the Word of God. The Word of God commands us, even though we may be beaten and stoned or suffer all kinds of trials and tribulations, we must open our mouths for the Lord and only the Lord. First, for the soul of the sluggard desireth uh, and has nothing. Sluggard is a lazy person. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. He's not talking about diligently doing deeds of this world. He's talking about the soul of the sluggard doesn't want to preach the word, doesn't want to take up the cross and follow the Lord, doesn't want to desire to uh, leave behind their own desires. And they don't have anything because God will not bless them but the soul of the diligent, those that do what the Lord says to do, they're the only ones that shall be made fat. Well, you say fat isn't good. Well, their souls will be fat. In other words, powerful, full of the Lord. Verse 5, a righteous man hates lying. But a wicked man or woman 
is loathsome. They lie and cometh to shame. That's all they do is lie. They can't tell the truth because their pride won't let them. Verse 6. Righteousness keeps him that is uh, upright in the way. What is the way? That's in the Lord. The Lord is the way, the truth, and the life. So righteousness, God is the only one that knows the right way to go, and he teaches us, then we know it. So righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way in Christ, but wickedness uh, over uh, throweth himself, the sinner. You're wicked. You can't get to right with the Lord by being wicked. Repent or perish. Verse 7. There is a person that maketh himself rich, yet has nothing. There is that a person that makes himself poor, yet has great riches. Well, it's talking about poorness of their own way. Uh, that's what it is. When a person gives, uh, gives up his own life, he is poor so far as his own life is concerned, yet has great riches because the Lord, you never know when you give up your old life, what God will give you. Many people the Lord has made multi-millionaires and has given great riches, the richest people uh, that you could ever imagine. The ransom of a man's life are his riches. But the poor heareth not rebuke. So a man's life gives it all up and uh, he becomes rich. But the poor don't hear rebuke and therefore they're poverty stricken. No matter how much money they have, they're poverty stricken. But everything is drudgery to a person like that. Do you feel that it is too great a sacrifice to yield everything that you are or have to the Lord so that you can have eternal life? Do you think it's too much? What is your life anyway? Even if you had all the money in the world, you're not happy. You don't have an eternal life. You don't have anything if you don't have eternal life. You're poor, poverty-stricken. I would like you to ask yourself a question. Quote, what has Christ given for you? Say, what, is, what have you given to me, Christ? The Son of God gave everything for you and me. He gave his life and his love, the word of instruction to us uh, the fashioned heaven for the place of paradise for us to live forever if we keep his commandments and he gave uh, he suffered for us for you and for all of us for our redemption uh, if we will receive it can it be uh, that we who are the unworthy objects
of so great of love and sacrifice will withhold our hearts from him? Our entire hearts? Who are you, but bit piece of dust? Every moment of our lives have been partakers of the blessings of God's power and his blessings. And for this very reason, we cannot fully realize the depths of ignorance and misery from which we have been saved. It's like the song says, we've been pulled up from the miry clay. Can we look upon Jesus whom our sins have pierced him, nailed him to the cross, and yet be a willing to do despite to all his love and sacrifice for us by not ourselves following his commandment to after we receive him into us, uh, heed his words that tell us to deny yourself. Now take up the cross and follow me. The only way uh, to the kingdom of heaven is the cross. Uh, we have to show God that we love, and we have to show the people of this world that we love, we love, we keep the commandments of the Lord so much that we are carrying the cross, we are denying ourselves so we can show the example of Christ, the Father, the Holy Spirit living in us. If we don't carry a cross, if we're enjoying every day with Joyce Meyer, that doesn't show any cross to me. All right, we can't, we can't uh, enjoy it. The Lord himself stated that he despised the cross. He hated it. But it's something that has to be done, had to be done by him and us if we expect to enter the kingdom of heaven. The mystery of godliness is that we have Christ, that Christ lives in our human flesh and works and in it and through it. We must be willing to do despite to, uh, uh, is that what you want, to be willing to despite to all his love and sacrifice for us? In view to the uh, infinite humiliation of the Lord of glory, he was humiliated. They stripped him naked and nailed him to a cross and pulled his beard out and beat him to a pulp. It's not, not showing love, and then you think that you, you piece of dust, are not, uh, you're so, you're beyond uh, doing this for the Lord so that souls can be won for him, that you could bear fruit, which means that you would win souls. The humiliation of the Lord of glory. Shall we murmur because we uh, can enter into life only through the conflict and self-abstinence and self-abasement? By denying ourselves and taking up that same cross, which only is for us now. The inquiry of many people, um, people's hearts, are, quote, Why do I need to go in uh, penitence 
and humiliation be before I can have the assurance of my acceptance with God into the kingdom of heaven. Well, we have to point you to Christ. Must he, Jesus, bear the cross alone? And you, little piece of nothing, go free? No, there's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for you and me. We are sinners until we're saved and all the sins are taken away and we become sons of God. But Jesus was sinless and very much more than this. He was the prince of heaven. He was God himself. He's also the creator of everything in heaven and earth. But in man's behalf, he became sin for us, for the entire human race. He was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. That's in Isaiah 53, 12. What in the world do we give uh, up anyway. What do we give up to get everything from God? We give up nothing. Eternal death in hell. We give up nothing. Do we give up anything anyway? Hmm? When we give all to the Lord, when we give all to the Lord, we get everything. A sin-polluted heart is what we give up, for Jesus is what we give up. Uh, we give it up to be purified, to purify it, to cleanse it by his own precious blood, and to save uh, ourselves by his matchless love. Matchless love is to forget yourself and start doing the will of God towards others in this world that need to be saved. And yet, we, mankind, think it hard to give up all. What is all, anyway, that we have? Nothing. I had what most people considered great success when I was out in the world. But it's nothing. I don't regret a day of it. I own a unreleased Beatle album. It was given to me by Pete Best of the Beatles. Uh, I've never sold it since I've been saved. I just put it away, and that's it. People say, you're crazy, you could have millions of dollars. My soul is not linked to millions of dollars. Uh, because it's not of the Lord. I have many other masters, too, that I have. Uh, and I could uh, be the manager of anybody, really, that I wanted to be the manager of. I would think that most people would be ashamed to even hear such a thing uh, as uh, wondering what, how we can get by with anything. And certainly ashamed to preach it. God does not require us to give up anything that is for our best interest. 
everything that he asks us to give up is for our best interest to retain, to keep. And it's eternal that we get to keep it. In all that he does, he has the well-being of his children in view. The Lord cares about those of us that have given our lives unto him, but he doesn't care a thing about those of you that he doesn't. He keeps trying to show you his love by rebuking you and putting you in a position to where you don't want to be so that you'll cry out to him and become saved. I would that all who have not chosen Christ might realize that he has something vastly better to offer you than they, uh, you are willing or seeking for yourself. Mankind is doing the greatest injury and injustice to his own soul when he thinks and acts contrary to the will of God. No real joy can be found in the path forbidden to us by him who knows what is the very best for us and who plans for us the good of his people. Uh, all of God's creatures, human beings, the path of transgression is the path of misery and destruction. It is a mistake to uh, entertain the thought that God is pleased to see his children suffer. That isn't God's will at all. If you're not right with him, if you're not seeking him with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, he's going to uh, reprove you and rebuke you and uh, create an environment that you're not going to like. And if he's already shown that to you, and you just thumb your nose at him, he's liable to call a huge tsunami with waves 150 feet and just swallow you up and send your soul to hell. All of heaven, God, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Jesus, all heaven and all the people there are interested in our well-being and uh, the happiness that he wants us to have. He wants to have happiness. He wants us to have happiness. Uh, if my son or my daughters are gloomy, I, it makes me sad. And so how much more our Heavenly Father um, is sad when he sees that we don't have anything and it's because of our own fault. Our Heavenly Father does not close the avenues of joy to any person of his people. He creates the Godhead um, for us to, he, uh, his, uh, he's an uncreated Godhead, but he wants the Godhead, he wants to create the Godhead in us, in us, his creatures. The Godhead requires all upon us to shun those indulgences that would bring suffering 
and disappointment that would close to us the door of happiness in the kingdom of heaven. Why, it would just, uh, many people, I remember seeing that Onassis, when his son died in an airplane crash, he was just broken to pieces. And he didn't even care about money any longer. He didn't care about Jacqueline, his wife. He cared about nothing any longer. It was just he was crushed to the core. And God didn't want that, uh, you know, if his son didn't receive him and wasn't going to. Uh, he gave Onassis an, an opportunity through his heaviness to reach out to God, to look upward and say, God, why? And God would have answered him and said, because you were caring more about your son than me. Anybody that puts father, mother, sister, brother, son, daughter, anything before God is not worthy of Christ. The world's redeemer accepts men and women as they are. I mean, he could be the biggest sinner in the world. He made billions of dollars, they say. He could have made billions. It doesn't make any difference. But the Lord, the Savior, the Redeemer, accepts men and women as just as they are, with all their sins, wants, imperfections, and weaknesses, just come as you are to the Lord. Yeah, no matter what you've done or what you think you are, don't worry about it. He says, just come. Just as the song says, just as I am. Without one plea is that you wash me with your blood. That your blood wash over me. And he will not only cleanse everyone from all their sins, their no matter how evil, and grant redemption through his blood, but will satisfy your soul. He'll satisfy the heart's longing of all who uh, consent to wear his cross, to wear his yoke. Wearing his yoke means that you are yoked to him because he enters you and you're yoked to him. And he wants you to die out to the things that you did before so he can do his work in you. Uh, he wants you to bury the burden. His burden. His burden is that the whole soul of the souls of everyone in the world would be saved. His burden is that everyone would surrender their lives to the cross, the death of the cross. It is his purpose to impart peace and rest to everyone who comes unto him. And what for? To come to him for what? For the bread of life. His word. He is the bread of life and he is the word of God. Uh, he requires us to perform only those duties that will lead our steps to Heights of bliss in heaven. 
which the disobedient can never attain. So the light of the righteous rejoice, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? It's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. Verse 11. Wealth gotten by vanity to show off that you have to make money will be diminished. But he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Well, the Bible says that we're to labor tirelessly uh, in the gospel. We have to carry the cross. Um, earn our living by the sweat of our brow. Verse 12, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. We don't have any hope. That's why you have to learn to walk in this world with a conscience that is clean. Otherwise, you will not have any hope. Ill, your heart will be sick because of it. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. When the desire for you to give up everything and serve the Lord is a tree of life. It's uh, your part of Jesus. He is the tree of life. You're one of the branches. Verse 13, Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed. I don't believe in the word, so many people say, you know, I'm dying of cancer, but, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to die. I've had so many people say that, and they did die. Whoso despises the word, they, they're not going to get into the word to be healed. Jesus is the healer. He's the savior. He's the bright morning star. Anyone despising the uh, the word of God is uh, he'll be destroyed. You will. You got cancer. You're going to die. And so the last one I talked to is a music professor, and he's got cancer in his liver. I'm not going to die. Well, we'll see. But he that feareth the Lord, he that feareth the commandment, shall be rewarded, and it'll be good reward. Verse 14, the law of the wise, the ones that fear God, is a fountain of life. If you fear God, it's like a fountain of life to you. And it causes you to depart from the snares of death. Verse 15, good understanding giveth a favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. It's a hard road to hoe out there if you don't have God's help. Verse 16. Every prudent man uh, dealeth with knowledge. What knowledge is there in the world with the exception of God? There's no other knowledge or wisdom. But a fool layeth open his 
folly. A wicked messenger falleth into mischief. But a faithful to the Lord ambassador, uh, he's an ambassador faithful in this world for the Lord, is uh, health. Healthy spirit. Verse 18. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction. <laughs> so, how many poverty-stricken people are in this world? Poverty and shame. I mean, I saw on the news the other night they were pulling dead people out of these uh, places where they're sleeping on the streets. One of the women were li was living under a couch. And she'd been dead for quite a while. And they said it's the unmistakable smell of death. Uh, well, people feel sorry for them. Uh, God doesn't. He makes them have poverty and shame. It shall be to him because they refuse his instruction. Wouldn't that be simple? They don't have to stay on the street. We have living facilities for everybody. If they want to serve the Lord and keep his commandments, they say, well, you're, uh, you know, too strict. Well, the Bible, God, is uh, severe. He's good, but he's severe. He drowned the whole world, remember? It's better to be under the Spirit, the Word of God, than it is for you to be under some couch in an alley in Los Angeles or some other town and be dead. She had little instructions. If you find any tomatoes, even if they're kind of rotten, I'll eat them. You bring, bring them to me. That's sick. She's like the swine. But he that regardeth reproof of the word of God, of course, shall be honored. They won't be sleeping under a couch in the street. They won't be sleeping in the street at all. Desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. That's why there's millions of people here. We don't have uh, that many people staying in our church because uh, there's not that many people in the uh, city of Los Angeles and other cities that we have churches uh, to give up uh, their life, even if they're bums, to serve the Lord. And that's why he op enlarges hell for those kind of people to spend eternity there. Living under a couch is sweet in comparison to where she went. Verse 20, he that walketh with wise men, men that fear the Lord, shall be wise. They will fear the Lord. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Verse 21, evil pursueth sinners. Oh, if you're a sinner out there, you know there's all kinds of evil that surrounds you and pursues you. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Verse 22, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children. I know people that say, I don't want to give anything to my children. I'm going, they go to the gambling uh, place, places in Las Vegas and they they will lose 50000 a day on the table. Said, I made it and I'm going to spend it. I don't have that many years. 
That's not a good man. It's an infidel. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children. They're his children and his children's children, his grandchildren. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. There's many people that have died and uh, they had inheritance from one of their sons or daughters that were in our church and of course we uh, spend every bit of money that we have uh, for our uh, the people in our church and for people that are hungry throughout the world that reach out to us verse 23 much food is in the tillage of the poor but there is that which is destroyed for want of judgment. A lot of fools have food. Why, you see those people, presidents and kings, they're just sitting there uh, eating sumptuously. And then there are those that um, that is destroyed for want of judgment, but they don't have good judgment. They don't know the judgment of the Lord, and they don't care anything about it. Verse 24, he that spareth his rod hateth his son. Did you ever hear where the government says, if you spank your child, you're going to prison uh, for keeping the commandments of the Lord? Well, that's what they do. This is the Antichrist, right? You're in the midst of the Antichrist. The one world cult in Rome that has linked itself with so many different other cults that agree with it. But he that spareth his rod hates his son, his children. But he that loveth him chasteneth him many times, betimes. Verse 25, the righteous eateth to the satisfying of his soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want. And that's the end of chapter 13. And uh, we just got, I just uh, had some of our people go down to a fruit and vegetable stand and got me some nice tomatoes. Why? Because that's what I wanted. And some corn. I like to shuck it and just eat it raw. Because I think there's more vitamins. Not too much, because that's food for hogs. And that's what they fatten hogs up with in cows. Um, but the true joyous life of the soul is to have, of, um, to have things. Um, but mainly to have Christ inside. Uh, Christ within because he's the hope of glory many uh, people ask quote how am I to make the surrender of myself to God you desire to give yourself to him but you are weak in moral power you're immoral you're in slavery and uh, the Lord says, if you doubt God, you're damned. 
you will be damned. To Satan, you're controlled by the habits of your life. The sin by the power of Satan that's living in you. Your promises and resolutions are like works of a thin thread. You cannot control your thoughts, your impulses, your affections, the knowledge of your um, broken promises and also uh, forfeited pleasures. Your weaknesses and confidence in your own sincerity and your own power, which is not power, it's weakness. And it causes you to feel that God cannot accept you into the kingdom of heaven. And that's true. But you don't have to despair. All you need to do is understand the true force of your own, of the will, your own will. You have to make up your mind and keep it, uh, that way. This is the goading power in the nature of man. The power of decision. That's power. That's a power. When you make a decision and you keep it, that's power. You have to decide. I have power. You have to decide to make a decision. To make a decision is a power or a choice. Everything depends on the right decision, the right action of your will. It's, it's your will. You must, you have to make it your will. Your decision, the power of choice, God has given it to us all. It is ours to exercise. You cannot change your heart. God has to do it. But you have to make the decision first. You cannot of yourself give to God its affections, but you can choose to serve him. You are able to give him your will, your life. He will then work in you to will and to do according to his good pleasure. Thus, this will make your whole nature, it will be brought under the control of the Holy Spirit. We have to control ourselves. We have to make ourselves be controlled by the Holy Spirit of Christ. We have to make a decision to do that. You must decide it must be our will to control ourselves to the control of the Holy Spirit. Well, it's time to read letters. I would love to continue on, but uh, tomorrow is another day, one day at a time. Amen? Amen. Okay, where's the first letter from, please? From Cameron, Missouri. That's here. Dear Pastor Lamo, I'd like to thank you and your ministry for the newsletters you send me each month. The message of truth and hope has truly touched me and several other brothers here at Crossroads Correctional Center. Please continue to send them and any other literature you think will help us in our daily battle against the enemy. I don't think it will, but I know it will. Amen? Amen. 
Okay, what else? Against the enemy who's extremely vicious here in prison. Oh, I know. I've been there. On false charges, of course. I was railroaded. Then what? Without proper guidance and the armor of God, our battle will be all but hopeless. I try daily to show my appreciation for accepting me and my incarcerated brothers into your ministry by following the word of our Lord. Many people forget about those of us that are locked up or pretend that we don't exist, but not the wonderful Holy Alamo Ministries. Pastor Lamo, I have a request for you in the ministry. Me and my brothers here need any and all literature you can send us to help in our daily battle. Again, thank you for your love and support. Your servant in Christ, Lance from Cameron, Missouri. Praise the Lord. We have another minute. Do you have something else? Uh, yes, from Zambia, Africa. Dear Pastor Alamo, best greetings and wishes in the name of the Most High God. I thank you so much for sending me the newsletters, a Bible, and three books entitled The Messiah According to Bible Prophecy. The newsletters you sent to me were distributed to a lot of people in my area, and it did not take much time to get them distributed. Most people flocked to the school to collect them. And for your own information, my area has a lot of hungry souls seeking to receive more of your literature, especially dry bones. Pastor, your literature has converted many lost souls through receiving them because they contain very rich, spiritual, nourishing words. Indeed, the content in them is quite charming and shall endure to time indefinite. On the other hand, people here are asking who Pastor Tony Alamo is. It's for this reason that I would like you to send me your messages and more of your newsletters, not forgetting Dry Bones, which has gained ground here. May your ministry stand strong for ages. God bless you. Chikopi from Zambia, Africa. My desire is to let you know who Jesus is. <laughs> not so much of who I am. But I'm one of his children, and I want, and I want you, and the Lord wants you, to, uh, more than I do even, uh, to be his child. He loves you, and I love you very much as well. Now, uh, it's time to pray. Now, you don't have to fret. Uh, I mean, you could be so full of despondency uh, to the point of even commit, wanting to commit suicide. But if you do that, that's even the worst sin because you're murdering yourself, which you, who, and you're in the image of uh, God, Christ, the image and likeness of God. And, he doesn't want you to m murder yourself because you'd go to hell. He wants to live in you and to work in you, but you have to be strong. The Lord told me one time that I had to be stronger than this oak tree by hundreds of millions of times, and I thought it was such an impossible thing. And I went in just a minute later, got in the pulpit, and told him what the Lord told me, and um, I thought, this is impossible. And the, this big oak tree fell over flat. Right while I was there, it caused an earthquake in the building. But right now, you can have the power and the strength that all of us have. It all is Christ in you. Say this prayer, and, that, and he will enter into you right away. That's the beginning of, of eternal life. Just say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says 
that all who come unto the Lord and call upon him shall be saved. Therefore, Father, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved because of the blood of Jesus, and because of Jesus you entering me with the Father by the Spirit. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And uh, Sharon, tell our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 794. Let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, this is World Pastor Tony Alarmo saying tune in again tomorrow for another powerful message to keep you standing one more day at a time. And this is the Alamo uh, Quintet to sing for you. I've got my ticket. That means you've gone to heaven. You've got the Lord in you.